Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. I hope that everybody had a wonderful holiday. And today we're going to be diving into issues with my fitness pal or tracking apps alongside with Fitbits and machines. And we're talking specifically calorie burning like cardio machines, showing you that data and what exactly does that data even mean. So today's podcast, I am sipping on some coffee. So if you guys are wanting to sip on a beverage with me, uh, feel free to do so. It doesn't have to be coffee, but it's morning here. And I'm definitely enjoying my coffee with some Skinny Girl syrup alongside with some almond milk and stevia. I always get asked what I put in my coffee. I can't drink coffee black and I, I just need it to taste sweet. So that's what I do for my coffee to keep it a little bit lower calorie. But okay, let's dive into my fitness pal first. So I started tracking macros in 2015 and I noticed, you know, my fitness pal was one of the most popular apps being used. And when I first put in my data in my fitness pal, because when you get a my fitness pal account, you can do your height, your weight, and your goal. The goal that was given to me, and by goal I mean calorie amount, was very low. I remember it being around like 1400 calories and at this time I was 20. I was, you know, working out 6 times a week, honestly 7 times a week cuz I had I was struggling with taking rest days and never wanted to. And I was very active with my job because I was a gymnastics coach, so lifting children basically, and also a college student, so I was walking around on campus a lot. And I remember my fitness pal setting my calories to around 1400 and I just could not hit that number. I couldn't hit it. It was too low and I really struggled to stay underneath that 1400 calorie mark and I felt like if I didn't that I was failing and that I wasn't going to reach my goal. But in reality, my body was talking to me. My body was telling me that I was hungry. I mentally kept thinking about food. I just I wasn't in a good place with food because of this stupid app and I decided to increase my calories. I believe it was around 16, 1700 calories. And guys, I'm just using these calories as my own story. Like, don't feel like you have to follow these. But I remember when I increased my calories to around 16, 1700, I immediately felt so much better and I didn't feel so deprived with food. So I started using my fitness pal just to track calories while I was learning what was in my food. I was just getting started with macro tracking. So I honestly didn't have an idea of what was a carb, what was a protein, and what was a fat. Um, I know, shocker, everybody has a day one though with macro tracking, and when I was first starting, I just tracked calories. Now, this is a big issue I see with my fitness pal, is you'll put in your goals, you'll put in your stats, and then my fitness pal will drastically underestimate how many calories that you need to a point where it leads women frustrated because they can't stick with these calories because they're so low and their energy is super low and they're wondering why they're thinking about food all the time and again it's because the app hasn't done a good job for you 
So in this case, I would recommend increasing your calories. And the reason why MyFitnessPal underestimates how many calories that you need is it doesn't take into account your daily activity and also just how many calories you burn naturally with your genetic potential. So again, I... I have pretty good genetics, but I also know of other women who burn a ton of calories where their body maintains at like, you know, 2,700 calories and they're shorter than me. So everybody's body is different and that doesn't necessarily mean that your calories need to be my calories and vice versa. The other issue with MyFitnessPal is it will link directly into your tracking watch if you have one, like an Apple watch. And it will subtract your calories from the app. And I have a big issue with this because it leads people into looking at exercise as a source just to burn calories. That's not why you should be working out. It's not. It's going to set your set you up for like mentally just stressing you out and obsessing with how many calories you're burning on your watch and if you've burnt enough for the day to eat certain foods. Like that's just so messed up and screaming like, oh, let me set you up for a potential eating disorder. Like I just hate it so much. Um, and I know that, that, you know, similar thing happened to me where I felt like, oh, well, if I burn more calories, I'll be able to eat more food. And that's not true. You shouldn't be looking at exercise that way. Um, so you want to turn that feature off on your tracking app. I'd also recommend not getting your calories from my fitness pal or your macros. And I'd recommend getting it from a coach. A lot of macro calculators that I found out there are just very skewed and off where they underestimate how much protein you need or they're just too low calorie. I've, I just haven't seen a good macro calculator. So if anyone listening to this is like, well, I think I found a good one. You can shoot me over a DM on Instagram at Nicole Ferry Fitness. I can let you know what my thoughts are on it. If you're not able to invest in a coach, but honestly invest in a coach, get some correct protocols for you. That way you're not going to be, you know, wasting your time, starving yourself for no good reason. Um, Okay, so I would recommend turning that feature off and the issue with your watch, so like your Fitbit and your Apple Watch is that is not an accurate number. Even the steps are a little bit off, but for the calories burnt, it's not correct. And I'll give you guys an example because I know a lot of people look at their body like math, um, like a perfect calculator, it doesn't work that way. So for example, when I was prepping in 2019, I had to push my body really hard. I was doing around two hours of cardio a day, eating around 1,300 calories, and my Fitbit would say that I burnt like 3,000 calories for the day, um, which is a lot. And even like some days, like on my lower days, it would say around 2,500. On my higher days, it would say around 3,000. You would think that I would lose weight, right? Because I'm doing all this extra activity, I'm eating this X amount of calories, I'm in prep, so I am taking it seriously and I am being consistent, yet my body wasn't losing weight. Why wasn't it losing weight? Because my hormones weren't balanced. My hormones were all wacky. I didn't get blood work done during my prep, but I'd imagine that my cortisol was through the roof and that my estrogen was super high and that... I had like no progesterone going on. Um, It's also why I lost my period and that my thyroid was probably burnt out. So basically my body was broken and a lot of women will tell me, they're like, it doesn't make sense. I'm moving this much. My watch is saying that I'm burning, you know, 2,000, 3,000 calories a day. I'm only eating 1,200 calories. Why aren't I losing weight? And I tell them it's too big of a deficit that your body is panicked and it's not going to respond. 
a healthy body is a responsive body. And the only way that you can get a, a body healthy is through balancing out your hormones, um, which you can't do in a dieting phase. And I know that's a tough pill to swallow, but it's it's true. Um, so with your Fitbit, again, like that calorie amount isn't accurate either. So take into account your hormonal health, and then you have to take into account that it's not accurate. The only way that I could tell how many calories you were burning in a day is if I threw on what's called like an, an RMR mask to see how how much oxygen exchange is going on. And you would have to wear that mask all day all day long, which is kind of funny because I'm saying this during coronavirus, so I feel like people are wearing masks all the time. But these masks are not the same. They're just so uncomfortable. Um, you can get it tested, but again, it's it's not going to be accurate. It's just going to be an estimate unless you're to do like a full-on testing with this mask on, which I don't think many people will do. Like 99% of the population isn't going to do that. So let go of that number that you think you have to hit because it's just not going to be um, realistic. And it can also be dangerous. I think a lot of women will get to the point where they have to, they feel like they have to hit the 2,500 calorie mark or they have to get, you know, 15, 20,000 steps a day where they just get too obsessive with their watch. And if you're getting obsessive with your watch, I'd recommend taking it off. Um, even take it off one time a week just to give your, your mind a break if you're getting too attached to it because this is a tool, okay? My fitness pal is a tool, your Fitbit's a tool, but if you're getting obsessive with it to where it's evoking anxiety and not enhancing your life, why do you have that piece of equipment in your life? You, you don't need it, okay? It's not serving you positively. Okay, let's dive into machines and calories. So let's say you're on the elliptical or treadmill and the treadmill says that you've burned 200 calories in your cardio session. Did you really burn 200 calories? The answer is no. Why, Nicole? Why is this happening? It's because your machine isn't calibrated, which basically means somebody has to come in on a pretty frequent basis and calibrate these machines. And I can guarantee you that they're not doing that. So I would recommend um, not looking at that number. When you are in your cardio session, there's other ways that you can monitor your session other than burning calories. <sighs> Taking a sip of coffee here. I think I might need another one. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> there's other ways to monitor your cardio, and some of them, some of those ways would be your RPE, so that's your rate of perceived exertion. One would be this conversation that I'm having having with you guys, it's it's not exerting myself at all. Um, 10 would be sprinting and like I'm about to throw up, I'm pushing myself so hard. So in your cardio session, you can kind of test yourself and ask yourself like how hard am I pushing myself right now? Um, am I pushing myself really hard or not so much? Kind of ask yourself a couple of those questions to gauge your RPE. The other way that you can monitor your cardio progress is seeing where your heart rate's at. And again, I know that I just said that these watches aren't accurate, but it's a good estimate, okay? So let's say you're in your moderate intensity session and you feel like you're not really pushing yourself that hard and you see that your heart rate's only at 90 beats per minute. You might need to increase the speed a little bit or increase your ramp in your treadmill to get that heart rate up a little bit more to see if you're pushing yourself. Because I think a lot of people think that they're pushing themselves and then they look at their heart rate and it's not high. 
And we could also flip this where you are not trying to do high intensity, but then your heart rate's at like 180 beats per minute and you're wondering why you're feeling so fatigued. You can look at that and get a good estimate that you might be pushing yourself too much. Again, don't look at the machines. You can utilize them for time and that's about it. I wouldn't really look at them for anything else. The other thing that I want to dive into is just why are you exercising? Are you exercising just to burn calories? Because if you are, you need to reframe your mindset into exercising for the right reasons. And I definitely think that you can exercise for the wrong reasons. I mean, we see this with eating disorders. We see this with people who are abusing exercise to where they're doing it two, three hours, four hours a day where they're so obsessive with it. And that's when you need to scale back on exercise. And I personally work out because I want to become the strongest version of myself. I want to be able to be a fit and healthy mom one day. I want to be able to live a long, healthy life. I want my body to be able to move and not be you know full of pain and I say this as someone in their 20s and I think a lot of 20 year olds you know they mostly work out for I just want to look good on the beach but like I honestly think about what I'm going to look like in my 30s 40s and 50s 60s and so on and I want to I want to have muscle mass I want to feel strong because those are the people who are going to have a better quality of life versus a person who hasn't worked out at all and doesn't have muscle mass. They tend to have more issues and even posture issues, which you know affect walking and daily, act- daily activities, which is really going to impact your life. So really ask yourself, what is your why? And your why needs to go deeper than, I personally feel like your why needs to go deeper than just looking a certain way because everybody's looks are going to fade one day. It's the truth. Um, you can tell your favorite fitness influencer, your, your looks are going to fade one day if all they do is take booty pics, but it's true. You have to work out for your body, for your health, because that's what fitness and nutrition come down to. It's just your overall health. So if it's not, if it's not bringing a better quality of life for yourself, I want you to question yourself. Why are you doing it? Okay, so the other thing that I wanted to dive into is just using my fitness pal obsessively. This is one thing that I like to work on with my clients is not necessarily using my fitness pal for every single meal of their entire life, including birthdays, holidays, weddings, etc. You need to understand when to use the app and when to put it down. And I remember when I first started with macro tracking, I got too obsessive with macros and I felt like I legitimately needed to track everything that I was consuming to a point where if I didn't track it, I wouldn't consume. And if I didn't like know the exact macros in certain food, I wouldn't track it. And this is unhealthy and this is obsessive nature. And as someone who's recovered from an eating disorder, there's very similar behaviors with those two. And I would recommend, you know, kind of step taking a step away and reevaluating your relationship with this app. Personally, I like to with my clients once they get the hang of macro tracking and they can hit their protocols, I like to transition them into having an untracked meal. I've even had clients who have full on untracked days or two days a week because they've been tracking their macros for a year, two years. They don't need to be tracking every single meal. I know that a lot of my clients didn't hit their protocols this, you know, past holiday. 
July 4th, and I'm not going to beat them up for that, okay? They probably are seeing some family that they haven't seen in a while, and it's important for them to have that balance in place, and it's important for them to put down that app and not look at the app and look at the people around them. So if you're looking at your MyFitnessPal, feeling like you have to track and you don't know how to eat if you're not tracking your macros, like that's a big red flag. If you don't know how to eat without tracking your macros, that's definitely something that you need to work on. And I've been there too. And it's so funny because I refer back to previous off seasons with my competing career, like 2016 and 2017, I really struggled with tracking and being a little bit too obsessive with the app and being scared if I didn't track. And now it's funny because I don't mind tracking because my mindset has been improved with the app and I track six days out of the week and I take one complete whole day off of tracking and my weight maintains, um, my hunger cues are in check, I don't feel stressed out around food. Do I go out to eat? Yes. Do I go out to eat all the time and have like a binge fest? No. Like my relationship with food has improved greatly. And I think that's the other issue too is people will not track and then they're like, well, if I don't track, it didn't happen. And then they're like binge eating. That's something that you should work on. Um, But anyway, guys, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. These are just a couple issues that I see more so for beginners of tracking and heck, even advanced people because, you know, even as I got more advanced of tracking, I just got too obsessive with it and I took it too far. But I really strive for you to find your definition of balance and how that looks on you. And that's going to look different for everyone. I mean, balance to some people is going to be tracking every single day because they've never tracked a day in their life but balance to someone else could look like tracking six days out of the week and you know taking two to three rest days um balance will look different on everyone but as long as your quality of life is high as long as the relationships around you aren't being affected negatively as long as you're not hurting anyone around you including yourself then i'd say you're good to go and just enjoy the process because at the end of the day Health and fitness and chasing your fitness goals should be fun and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a process that you hate. But guys, I also want to remind you that my next challenge is coming soon. I've been getting lots of questions on when I will be doing my next challenge and it's going to be August 14th. And with this challenge, I will be doing an at-home and in-gym-based workout approach because I understand that some people are still under lockdown and I want to make sure that they have access to workouts that they're able to do at home or if they're just nervous to go to the gym and they're able to reach their fitness goals while they're working out again from home. And this challenge is really affordable too. It's only $75 for the challenge and you're getting help not only with, with your workouts but with your nutrition as well. And I have my clients check in with me at week three. So for the six week long challenge, they're checking in at the midway point where I'm making adjustments to their macros and their cardio to keep them progressing and even lifestyle habits if I see that they need to change and improve. So if you guys have questions or any anything involved with the challenge, I'm going to leave more information down below in the description. And just a friendly reminder that Beyond the Bikini Radio does not have an Instagram. (laughs) I like debate making an Instagram for it all the time. But if you are enjoying this episode, don't forget to tag me at Nicole Ferrier Fitness. Just to let me know that you're loving the episode. And again, that's the only way that we can really grow on Beyond the Bikini Radio. I do this podcast for free for you guys just to help you all out. Um, And if you don't mind, 
leave me a rating and review because that's how we grow here on iTunes. But until next time, guys, I will see you later. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym, with your relationship with food, and how I can help you reach your goals.